everybody. Welcome back to the Juhu Roadshow podcast. I'm Justin Hunt with special guest Cole Stewart, affectionately known by everyone in the world as Stewie. And uh, we're going to talk sports today. Um, primarily what that means is uh, Cole's going to, Stewie's going to talk sports. I'm going to antagonize him. Uh, to the point of pissing him off, and then we're probably going to spend the last 20 minutes of the show affirming each other and having a good time. So that is what's coming up on the Juhu Roadshow podcast. But for right now, Lance, lay it down, buddy. Okay, all right. That's not my favorite of your choices, but uh, it's not too bad. What do you think about that? It's Stewie? pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Cole, Stewie, I got to stop calling you Cole because we can't call this sports by sports with Stewie if I call you Cole. Um, Stewie listens to like Mel Torme, stuff like that. So heavy stuff. Heavy, the heavy, the velvet fog. Uh, Stewie, before we get going, there's a couple of sponsors I want to throw out there. Um, including integrity real estate. Uh, now, of course, if you're in the four corners area of New Mexico, which we both know quite a bit about, um, you need to call integrity real estate to buy or sell your home with integrity. Of course, your property is their priority. Uh, you can call them at 505-258-4921 or visit them on the World Wide web, which is what WWW stands for. Didn't know that at integrity, real estate, farmington.com or get in touch with Treva or Teresa they will take damn good care of you there. Um, also, Stewie, if you find yourself out in the middle of nowhere, Apex Tactical Resources is your source for firearms, tactical hunting, and survival gear. Whether you're heading out into the mountains on a solo camping trip to sharpen your skills, or if you're planning on bugging out of the city when shit hits the fan, that is who you need. Live the tactical life at apextacticalresources.com. Uh, Randy Scholl will take a fantastic, uh, he'll take fantastic care of you. And then one more, uh, Be the Change Global Wellness consists of EMDR therapy and trauma specialists who help heal the mind, body, and spirit, which you could probably use. Uh, EMDR, which stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing, is a way to finish the processing at a cellular level, which results in bringing the issue to completion and relieving symptoms. It's endorsed by the World Health Organization to address trauma. They need help in Puerto Rico, and that's what these guys are helping to uh, helping with to restore not only their land and infrastructure, but to help train clinicians. Uh, so you can uh, partner with them or make a monthly donation. Uh, be the be the change globalwellness.com. That is be the change globalwellness.com. That sounds fascinating to me. It does. It does. It's, Eye uh, movement desensitization and reprocessing. I don't know what that is, but that sounds cool. It sounds like something that may help with concussions. Yeah, that's Possibly. possible. That's possible. Uh, but those guys are out of Nashville. Great organization. They do a lot of neat things, so we're glad to be partnered up with them. And, and uh, we'll come back and revisit them uh, as sponsors a little bit later in the program. Stewie, what's up? Let's talk, uh, let's talk some sports. Now, um, again, you're listening to Juhu Roadshow Podcast. I'm with Stewie. Sports by Stewie is going to be, or sports with Stewie, not by Stewie. You're not making this thing, these things happen. Whichever way you want to go, man. Let's go with sports with Stewie. Okay. But you know a lot about sports. I'm not going to lie. I mean, you do. Fair amount. I'm no, I'm no uh, stump the shump, you know, by any means, but 
you know, I, I wouldn't mind trying to go on uh, Sports Jeopardy maybe once or yeah, twice. Yeah, I bet you would life. do well. I bet you would do well. And you don't, I mean, you not only know it, you live it. Like you and Chris, your uh, uh, girlfriend, fiance. Girlfriend, 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 yep. You guys travel a lot. You go to a lot of sporting events. You're out of Denver. You've got some neat stuff going on. You're always going to Nuggets games and ab, yep. abs games, things like that. So, and, and also, like, you travel to do this stuff. We do. We do. Actually, yeah. Um, let's see. This year alone, I, we hit up uh, we hit up a couple of games in Boston. We went to the uh, the Halos and in both Sox series there at Fenway, which was unreal. I just I didn't know what to expect going in. And Fenway's I was just gorgeous, blown. isn't it? It is. Fenway's just an awesome ballpark. We uh, we were able to get in uh, before the game and and see batting practice from atop the the Green Monster, really? which was. You know, you don't realize just how tall it is until you get up on top. Is it of pretty it, big? You know? It is. It is. You're looking down, and these guys are so small on the field, and you're like, "How high do you think that is?" Like, 80 it, it's feet? forty foot. It's forty foot. I think so. Yeah, if I remember correctly. Wow, that's crazy. I'm sure somebody somebody on the feed is probably going to uh, comment and correct me. And that's on that, fine. But, that's what they're there for. But yeah, it just it's unreal. Unreal. Well, I I want to clarify. Uh, you know, we're just getting going. We just had Teresa yep. Tapia on last week. And, um, you know, this is not the Jew who Rojo is not a sports podcast. Um, what it is, is it's just, it's a variety podcast with all kinds of different people. Yep. Um, next week coming up, we've got, uh, stuff with, um, some people in the film and television industry. We're got, we're on the set of the brave, which is a new show on NBC. Yep. Um, but, uh, wanted to have Stewie on, um, uh, actually the whole Patreon thing and, and, uh, a lot of that came from you, which was cool. So I wanted to have you on, plus your knowledge of sports. It's a really big time for sports. We just had that thing the other day. I can't remember what it's called. The World Series? No, <laughs> no the thing, there's. it's only happened 17 times where all four major sports were on on the same night. Uh, they had a name for it. I've never heard a name for it, but I know it is a rare occurrence when that happens. Lance, can you look that up in the research department really quick, what it's called when all four sports are on at the same time? But uh, anyways, um, so Stewie brought the Patreon thing to me, and, and so I wanted to have him on. Plus, he knows a lot about sports. Uh, plus, you and I have a good time visiting, and, and <laughs> it's pretty funny, actually. But, um, but yeah, this is not a sports podcast per se. Nope. Uh, the Jew Who Wrote Show. Yeah. No, that's Metallica, I, I, Anthrax, Slayer, and Megadeth. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's a concert at Yankee Stadium, yeah, I believe. Yeah, no, it was – they had – Yeah, they are referred to as the Big Four, but it's it's a phenomenon where they like they're all on during the same day. It it's only happened seventeen times in history. That's what I'm trying to remember what it's called. I just can't remember what it's called. But anyhow, um, you know, this being our sep second episode, if you're if you're thinking that this is entirely that there it is. What is it? Sports Equinox. That's what it was called, which is a cool name. That's cool. Um, but anyways, yeah, so um, this is not entirely a sports a sports podcast, but this one's going to be, and it's going to be fun. Uh, let's talk. Let's jump right into the World Series, man. Yeah. That was awesome. How about that, right? Uh, you know, I, I was caught. Big Halos fan. Go Halos. Uh, I know I'm rocking a Duke's hat today, but, uh, you know, got to represent the uh, hometown state, right? Um, Which is also ironic because the Dukes are a feeder for the Dodgers. The Dukes were, yes, back in the day, back when they were still around. Are they not anymore? Still around. No, no. Today, uh, today Albuquerque has the isotopes. 
But that's which, not a that's not a triple A for the uh, Dodgers? No, no. The Dodgers actually the Dukes, um, they didn't actually get disbanded, they actually moved to Oklahoma City. So the Dodgers triple A system is actually based out of home uh, out of Oklahoma City today. Oh, okay, cool. Uh the uh, isotopes are actually the feeder system for the Rockies. Oh, they're who the Rockies also now. did okay. surprisingly well. Okay, what? Oh, that's a good one. We'll oh, we were going to tell. I, I was yeah. already planning on that's, bringing that up. That, that's a good question. Who, who asked that? That was Mr. Danny Morales. Danny Morales. Yeah, all right. So, as a, it says from a sports fan perspective. Okay, yeah, we'll get into that. Yep. We'll get into that. Um, so, uh, so, the World Series. So, first of all, you know, Lance, well, Lance didn't make that trip with me, but I, I have a lot of friends in Houston, and we did a screening of one of my films in Houston about. Uh, about three weeks after the the flood, okay, and uh, man, I mean that that flood kicked that city's ass. It did. I mean, and that, it was so sad to see. Yeah, that that footage, that footage was just it was unbelievable. Well, it was, and, but that's the thing is when you watch footage, Dewey, it's two dimensional. Right. When you've actually been there though, you and then go, you see the footage, right? Right. But when when you go and you're driving down the street and there's people's furniture. And basically their Just lives out on the up. sidewalk. Yeah. That's when you're like, wow, man. Or like as you're flying in and you still see these huge patches of water in different parts of the city. And, and, and you know, everybody's pulling together. And like what J.J. Watt did with, I mean, he, start, he was trying to raise like $2 million yeah, and he, raised like $6.5 billion. Yeah, what, what a grassroots <laughs> yeah. just movement and that, so, that that took upon. Which, that's really cool because I think that highlights the the humanity of sports and why we all relate to sports so much is because there's a human element in there that's unspoken. Yep. And the way people pulled together in Houston was was I think uh, evidence of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know it, it wasn't just Houston either. You know, it was all across the country that sure. people pulling together, supporting, yeah. you know, throwing whatever they could that way. And you know, I I didn't hear this brought up a whole lot, but what does that say about JJ Watt just as a a personality and a public figure you know why right? i love to J.J. Watt. Kind of no i totally agree it's absolutely amazing you know why i love jj watt do you know the first thing he did when he signed his contract for a hundred million go ahead i'll let you tell it he googled what do people with a lot of money buy <laughs> that's what he googled he, that he didn't even know what to and the dude drives a honda you know i'm yeah. sure he drives something different absolutely now, but, but um i love that guy and his humility and i hated to see what happened to him Yep. Uh, done for the season again. Yep. Um, but uh, but anyways, getting back to that, you know, having gone to Houston and seen the city not long after the the floods, uh, there's a sentimental desire to to see them do well. And uh, obviously, the Dodgers are a great ball club, and they got a lot going on. But there was just something about Houston, um, and and people wanting them to win. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you, you kind of got that. I, you know, I, I found myself, you know, and that, that's why I mentioned I'm, I'm an angels fan is that I found myself in, in between kind of a rock and a hard place, right? Houston's in the same division as the angels. Okay. Kind of hard to root for a division gotcha. rival, right? Yeah. Um, but then on the other side, you had the Dodgers, which have really kind of owned the city of LA from, from a baseball perspective, right? you know, forever right like the angels have always been the redheaded step stepchildren of, of baseball and nothing against stepchildren out there no 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 nothing against those guys don't mean that derogatory but <laughs> you know um so you know it's like this well, is how i love to make you, you feel awkward <laughs> you're killing it plus your you're hair's kind of red too so ah, that's kind of well, funny 
Um, so, you know, it, okay. it, it's really tough. Um, to It was really tough for me to kind of choose which side, but purely as a baseball fan. Yeah. You know, and this has been said many other areas. Like, this is by far one of the most – you know, just exciting World Series that we've seen in in recent years, and that's yeah. not with a recency bias either. I mean, it's it's been a while since I've really been this amped up about a World Series and yeah. sat down and watched games all the way through and not turned you know turned to something else in the seventh inning. No, I got gotcha. you. So, well, what was really cool is um, I was down in Albuquerque um, doing the podcast with Teresa, and then the one at, at the at Albuquerque Studios, and I just happened to be there the night of Game Seven. Yep. So I found a neat little place. It's Rock and Brews down there. It's I think it's the the joint that Kiss kind of built. Okay. Um, their their venture into the restaurant business. But uh, I went with my cousin and another buddy, and we were just sitting there watching the game. I, I actually had no idea until Game Seven, sitting in Albuquerque, that Bregman was from Albuquerque Academy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's actually, yeah, he's Albuquerque born and raised. Yeah, his parents, and, his parents actually owned the, uh, the short lived Albuquerque Thunderbirds. Okay. Uh, well, his dad's team. an attorney there. I think, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think his mom was running the team. If I remember correctly, for the most part, she was handling a lot of the day to day there. Gotcha. I actually, um, I almost got a job with those guys back when I still lived in Albuquerque. Oh, wow. That's at, crazy. At one point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, that's cool. Ended up, you know, kind of opting out um, for something else, but but it was it was just really neat because yeah. uh, I did, because n- number one before that, I remember thinking to myself, this kid's gonna win the MVP of the of the World Series. I, I voted for him. Yeah, I absolutely now did. had had uh, um, oh hell uh, Springer Springer not hit bombs in four games in a row. Five was it five 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 in a row. He hit yeah. games in five yeah, straight World yeah. Series. Yeah, he he games? tied he tied Reggie Jackson and uh, oh, who was it else? Who else? Well, he was hit it five homers, tied? but did he hit five games in a row? Yeah, he hit homers in five straight games. Oh, I thought that it was set only the four. new record that broke that broke the old record. I thought it was, was only by four. Reggie Jackson. And, and speaking of records in the World Series, shout out to uh, Bellinger, seventeen strikeouts. Good yeah, on you. Yeah, good on you. Anyways. Um, it was just cool sitting in Albuquerque and every time Bregman made a play, I mean, everybody went crazy in the place because yes. they all know he's from there. So that was really, yep. that was really neat. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know what else I found really, really kind of cool, um, with the scenario, like, you know, the last time, uh, there was really an, a world series that was really exciting like this kind of back and forth, a little bit of a slugfest. You know, I think back to the early nineties with the blue Jays. We had another New Mexican on there. Oh, uh, Ward. Dwayne Ward. Dwayne yeah. Ward out of yeah, Farmington. He, was, he yeah. was a relief pitcher, yep. Yep, that's cool. So it was it was a really well-fought series. And, and, and in a sense, it was a bit anticlimactic to see it go to 5-0 in the second inning in Game yes. 7. Yeah, it was. It, you know, yeah, Game 7 was actually the letdown of the series. That it kind of was. That was the worst game of the entire What'd series. What do you think of all the, the ramblings about Darvish tipping his pitches by accident? You know, I, I don't know if that's the case because you look at his previous outing and he, he didn't do much there either, right? And he got yanked early. So he actually, both of his starts in the World Series were atrocious yeah and, but his track and there record was, leading up to the world series was pretty damn well, impressive so was well, that a pressure issue reg, regular season it was it was great but if you look at a lot of his postseason starts back when he was with the rangers he was very shaky he he didn't really have the postseason track record and and i don't think the dodgers took that into consideration gotcha. or, or they overlooked it i don't know what happened there yeah um okay uh real quick let me throw this let me throw this in here i'm not sure where our 
I'm not sure where our producer went, where Lance went, but uh, Lancer, Bondo break. Yeah, um, we need you in here, pal. Uh, I want to read this real quick. Stay safe security supplies. That's another one of our sponsors, and we want to thank them for sponsoring the show, uh, David Baxter. Uh, you know, we're all looking for ways to protect ourselves from harm and theft and the like without having to resort to lethal force. Well, Stay Safe Security Supplies can help you do that with a ton of non-lethal options. You can go to staysafesecuritysupplies.com for tasers, stun guns, pepper sprays, cameras, and much, much more. That is staysafesecuritysupplies.com. You can also track them down and like them on Facebook. And for our live Facebook audience that we have at this particular moment, this is where we say goodbye. Uh, and if you want to hear the rest of the podcast, you just have to uh, hop on patreon.com forward slash juhu and listen to the full program and then of course if you like it say something on social media um tell your friends have a dinner party just so you could talk about it and tell people to come over uh you can subscribe it's less than a cup of coffee per month and a hell of a lot more interesting so for all the facebook people thanks for hopping on uh we're going to get to your questions on the show lance is going to go through and let us know um, and we will post it on the next episode of the Jew Who Roadshow. So for the Facebook people, we will uh, we'll see you soon. All right. Now, getting back to the program, um, anything else that you have on the World Series? You know, uh, uh, you you had mentioned uh, talking about you know that JJ Watt and and what he did with his first contract, right? Uh, you know, I found Houston, a lot of those guys are in very similar scenarios. You know, Carlos Correa stands out particularly in my mind, the guy who actually proposed to his girlfriend. Oh, after the after, right after game seven, yeah, right after they cute. won. Right. He's he's actually making um, probably less than I would say 90 percent of the uh, guys out in the MLB right now because he's still in his rookie contract. He took he took a very sharp hit for where he got drafted at. Uh, when the Astros did draft him, so he's he should be making more. Technically, well, he probably will now. Don't you think? And yeah, once once that new contract come comes uh, comes up, he will absolutely. But you know, I always found that that like paying attention to him during all seven games, um, you know, just seeing his passion was just outright. You know, you could just see it flowing from him, right? Like he yeah. was just so excited just to be there in the moment, in the spot. Um, you know, you could, you could tell he wasn't just there because it was his job. Um, and that was, that was that way for a lot of the Astros guys, whereas yeah. some of the Dodgers players, right. They didn't give off that same vibe I found throughout the series. And that, that's something that nobody really hit on. Well, you know, the, the, the energy that came off the Astros, um, both during the series and after the series, that I, that's what a team is supposed to look like. That's what the not just the athletic ability and, and all of that, but just the the belief in each other, um, the selflessness. Yep. Uh, all of that stuff was amazing to see. I mean, you got what is that? Um, Altuve. Mm -hmm. Holy Lord. That guy's five, six and he hits seven home runs in, in the postseason. Yeah. Unreal. I mean, he's unbelievable. Well, he's he's up for MVP. Just yeah, major, which is kind of, of funny because the, the other one is Mike Judge, which is six seven. Aaron Judge, yeah, or Aaron Judge. Sorry, Aaron <laughs> Judge. Mike Judge. <laughs> Mike Judge did Beavis and Butthead. I think. No, yeah, he did. He did. No relation. <laughs> oh, sorry, but have you seen the new program he's got? Uh, which one? Tales from the Tour Bus. I have not seen that. Holy one yet. crap! You got to check out that show. I, so he talks. To, he talks to all these old rockers like. Uh, people that were with Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings and uh, like all these outlaw country guys. And then 
he talks to him about, you know, stories from the road, but then he animates them. That's perfect. It's absolutely awesome. Is it that Beavis and Butthead animation style? Yeah. Yeah. Like a six year old, like a sixth grader did it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's great. It's absolutely great. I I will say, you know, in in regards to my judge, probably my favorite show of his right now is uh, Silicon Valley on HBO. Absolutely amazing show. It's it's about a tech startup out in right, it's, on but San that's Fran. but that's that's acting. That's it is it is acting. But he the, did, he's the, doing Silicon Valley. Yeah, that humor. Oh, I didn't know that. That's that a great show. That show is absolutely amazing. Yeah, sad to see T.J. Miller go. Yeah, uh, Denver guy. You know, it, he's going to move on there. But I, I mean, the 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 remaining core of that cast is going to carry that show for years. No, I know to come. the show. It's it's great. I I was trying to think. I thought you were talking about animated stuff, but no, he's Mike Judge is a very talented guy. Yeah, Dario back in the day. I'm Dario. into you. Oh my gosh. Dude, yeah, let's let's back. break out the nostalgia. You're going trip. back to my high school days, man. Um, yeah, I used to go over to my buddy's house, Shelby Schroff, and we would we would watch Beavis and Butthead all the time. Shout out to Shelby. Yeah, shout out to Shelby. Beaver and Butt Munch. <laughs> then the two boys been whacking off my camper. <laughs> oh, uh, but uh, anyways, that the camaraderie of that team was really special. You could you could pick that up. I mean, I think that I think that uh, it was cool because they clearly picked up they picked up the burden that was on their city and put it on their shoulders. They did, and and. You you like to see that because it all it, it doesn't always have the the Cinderella story finish. Yep. And so it was really cool to see that come to fruition. And and man, I mean, I just think it's going to be a fantastic thing for the city of Houston. And and I just thought it was great. I thought the I thought that the Dodgers uh, handled it well. I mean, they played hard. That game seven, like you said, uh, was yeah. You know, I I. I... I have some reservations about the way the Dodgers handle it. And, you know, specifically it's been talked about a lot with Clayton Kershaw about how he came out after game seven with his comment that, you know, maybe, maybe someday I, I won't suck. Uh, it was something to that, that degree. Yeah, he did. I he, guess I missed that. He came out and, he, you know, it wasn't those exact words, but that was the gist of it. Right. And he, you know, like maybe I won't disappoint everybody. Or? Yeah. Talking about himself and, you know, he's, he's by far the best pitcher in baseball right now. I don't, I don't think What do you think that's all about? I, you know, I think it's just him trying to get over the hump, right? It, it's a mental thing for him because you look yeah, but at those comments. I mean, I, my, my first reaction when you said that, I mean, that sounds like number one false modesty, and then a bit of fishing. Maybe, maybe I, I didn't hear I, him. So I don't I think so, that. though. I, I, you know, you look at the past few years when when the Dodgers have made the uh, the playoffs. Kershaw has uh, he's pulled the U Darvish essentially, like he's he's laid eggs, and he hasn't really pitched that well in the postseason historically. And so there's always been this question of, well, is is Clayton really that great? And well. You know, this year it seemed like he was finally going to push through and break through that wall, and then lo- and he he did he Look pitched great he in Game Seven. seven. He was he amazing. Did. And but but for that comment to come out after that, you know, I, I not really his fault, right? Mm. I, I don't put that much of the blame of the loss on him in, per se. So that's just a weird thing to it, say. It really was. It, it caught a lot of people off guard. So, um, all right. Well, anyways, congratulations, Houston. Yep. Yeah, we'll we'll give you credit this year, but the Angels are coming next year. <laughs> oh, oh, last thing on the Houston thing. How weird is it that in 2014, the cover of Sports Illustrated said introducing your 2017 yes, with Springer. World Champions with Springer. Called it, that tweeted it out during Game Seven. Yep, crazy, absolutely. It and was, was that like was that uh, a story kind of along the lines of the whole Moneyball thing and uh, the statistic based? It. I, it 
I, I don't think so. I think that was actually, you know, preluding. I, I haven't read the article up front. Um, but I, if I remember correctly, the article actually revolved around them kind of growing their farm system. Right. And okay. if you look at a lot of the core of that team, farm grown talent, I mean, outside of like Verlander and McCann behind the dish. Um, and you know, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else on the team. Oh, Redick, you know, we're all brought in from other teams, but other than that, hmm. their entire infield, you know, Gurriel came from Cuba. You know, they they scouted that was a bad him. move on his part. It was. We can talk about that, but you know, I, did you catch though? He will be suspended. Did first you five catch in game six or game seven when he? It was game seven when he went up against Darvish the first time. Did you see what he did? I, I did not. You didn't. I missed. I must have missed. That. Okay. Well, if we can get past the Doctor Seuss haircut. The peacock, whatever I, the I, hell I call it, the you peacock. Call it. He, he looked it's like the a, permanent peacock. He looked like a who or a whatever. He does. Okay, that's that's a good comparison. But he, he he gets up to the plate, and he takes his he takes his helmet off, and he looks at Darvish, and he kind of gives that, uh, that sorry, I'm sorry for being an ass. Yep, and then put his helmet back on and and then hit a double. But the double is is a, regardless. I, I thought that was. I mean, there's only so much you can do, but I thought, you know, you step up to the plate, you know that you made a mistake, you were very disrespectful. He took, I don't know, it was something. I I think part of it was heat of the moment, you know, on his part. Like, I think he just did it just because he was caught up in the moment. Sure, no, 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 um, I get that, but I... I but I, at the same time, like, I, oh, I, think, cool, I think it's not cool, and I think the five-game suspension that, that the MLB handed down to him, um, to start next year, I think is totally justified. I, well, I, I'm, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. If he appeals it, then we may have some issues, right? For the people that don't know exactly what we're talking about, he hit a home run off of you, Darvish, who is an Asian American, and then he got back to the dugout and he did the little slanty eye thing with his fingers on his eyes. It was just a really classless thing to do. It was, it was. But uh, and again, I'm not saying that what he what he did makes up for it at the plate, but it was. I've never seen a gesture like that at the plate where a guy tips his hat to the, to the other guy to say, Hey, look, man, I'm sorry. Uh, typically I, I think it, it's usually the other way around, right? It's usually like if a pitcher beans a batter, he he'll tip his hat. He'll say, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to ball got away from me. Yeah. Um, it's never the, the way that you're talking about where it's, yeah, it's kind of cool. The I just yep. check it out when you get a chance, uh, Google it. Um, so let's switch gears here before we do. I, I want to remind everybody about, uh, one of our sponsors, integrity real estate. Uh, if you're in the four corners area of America, which is a beautiful part of the country, you need to call integrity real estate to buy or sell your home with integrity. Your property is their priority. You can call them at 505-258-4921 or find them on the web at integrity, real estate, farmington.com. Get in touch with Treva or with Teresa. They'll take Really, really good care of you there uh, in the Farmington area. Um, okay, so let's let's handle Danny's question really quickly. I don't want to spend too much time on this because I think it gets enough attention. But what did you what what what's your stance on this whole kneeling thing? So I I, I think with the latest updates, you know, let let's start with today and work our way backwards. So okay, you know, uh, this came out yesterday, day before yesterday. Uh, good old Papa John himself, which I, I'm already not a fan of due to some of his business practices in the past. Let people know who Papa John is. Yep. Well, we won't we won't touch on you know certain things like 
raising pizza prices a dime to provide employees oh, that with health care. Yes, that Papa John. Am I missing something? What happened with Papa John? Oh, uh, this happened a few years ago. Uh, he came out and he said, well, if we want to provide uh, health care coverage to our employees, we'd have to raise pizza prices a, a 10 cents a piece, and I don't want to do that. And so it didn't happen. Okay. And I thought that was what, not going to break his back if he did that. So it, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and I have not had Papa John's pizza since. Okay. But uh, over the last couple of days, he came out and he's very buddy buddy and a big sponsor in the NFL. And he said that Papa John's earning uh, on their earnings call or in an interview that their stock is taking a hit because of all the protesting in the NFL, that it's turning fans away hmm. from the game. And in turn, they're not ordering as much pizza from him or his chain. So. I yeah that you know part of me is like eh, I don't believe that right um you know it their their motto is better ingredients better pizza if you have great ingredients it doesn't matter who's kneeling you should be selling pizza and I think that was said somewhere else <laughs> okay maybe stealing that right like right. that that, that shouldn't sounds be a problem. like you have a, that sounds like you have a problem with Papa John though. Uh, what do you think about the whole kneeling thing? Yeah, so the kneeling thing, you know, working backwards from there, um, I think it's gotten out of the NFL's control, and I think the NFL is 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 scrambling. They're on their heels right now, right? Um, I think the players are justified with some of the stuff, you know, circling back to Houston with what their owner said a couple of weeks ago with you can't let the prisoners run the run the prison. Uh, I didn't think that was cool. Uh-huh. Um, that happened right before last week's game, as a matter that, of fact. That and, sounds like enslavement. Uh, <laughs> pretty pretty dang close. I, Houston was part of the South back in the day. I, oh, okay. You may well, still have dodge, some of that. Dodge that whole issue. Yep. I I just think that uh, you know uh, these guys they they have every right to have their own opinion. That's great. Um, it's like you know there's that there's that former army army ranger who has become friends with Kaepernick because initially he didn't care for what his take was and what his actions were. But then he kind of came around to the mindset that that's what we fight for is the right to do that. My thing is, is that it's so much like, it's so much like other things that happen in our culture where people are doing things without fully understanding why they're doing it. Things, uh, you know, things become, things become trendy and, and others do them because they're trendy. They don't really fully understand why they're doing it. I think, to me, if you go back to what the whole the whole thing was, the whole reason Kaepernick started this, it's kind of been lost. It, it has. It has. And and it breaks down to, you know, a point that, that Lance just wrote down for me that, you know, now it's starting to trickle down well, to the college ranks. Well, that case in point right there. The high school ranks, as a matter of fact, there was a story a uh, month or two ago with a couple of, of college kids who knelt during the national anthem right before one of their high school games. And, you yeah, know, lo school. and behold, they got kicked off the team for it. Right. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, and that's not to discredit the intelligence of our youth, but a lot of times kids do things because they see people at higher levels do them and they don't fully understand why they're doing them. That's, that's kind of what I'm saying. It's like, um, <laughs> it's kind of like, have you ever seen, have you ever seen, um, Oh, I think I, I saw it in a, in a golf instructional video or something, but uh, a person marching in place with a blindfold on, they tell them to march in place with a blindfold on and, and they think they're marching in the same place. And eventually they end up like 
30 feet forward and 20 feet to the right, and they think they're still marching in the same place. And so my point being is that it just seems like things have really drifted off track of what this was about. I mean, Colin Kaepernick can do his own thing. I'm not a big fan of him. This was before any of this. I I don't necessarily uh, appreciate his approach to his role um, off the field. Um, this before before the kneeling thing, I just thought he was kind of an arrogant turd. He was yeah. a little bit like you know going to uh, New Mexico State. <clears throat> they played Nevada in the WAC back in the day. Shout right. out to the WAC. <laughs> uh, That's why no longer. Yeah, it it is now. Um, you know, we I got to see Colin Kaepernick play um, college ball, and he, you know, he didn't have that air to him back then because he wasn't a somebody back then. So, you know, getting drafted and getting put in that that situation with the Niners that he got put in, you know, it, it changed him a bit. Yeah. I, I really do believe that. Yeah, I just I just think that things have really drifted off course, and and um, again, I think everybody has the right to to do what they want to do, but I just think that you need to have a full understanding of why you're doing it. That's all I'm saying. And then you you look at Major League Baseball and you look at the World Series. Let's go back to that. Every single player was on the field with their hat over their heart, and a lot of those guys aren't from America. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't know. I just I, It's become a social platform as opposed to, you know, the point has been lost is, you know, is what it, I'm saying. It has. I mean, I think there's a lot of – yeah, there was there was actually a player for the – the athletics actually earlier this season that did take a knee before a baseball game. He was a single guy. I don't, who was that? Ah, low man. I don't even remember his name, but I don't even think he's with the team anymore, to be honest. I think they actually cut him shortly thereafter. So I was wondering if it was the Maxwell guy. Do you hear about this Maxwell? I think it's Maxwell, the catcher for the, for the A's. (laughs) I'm drawing a blank right now. (laughs) I I should probably look these things up before I start throwing them out there. But uh, I think, yeah, look it up and see what you find. But he held the pizza delivery kid at gunpoint with a BB gun and got arrested and super proud. Bruce Maxwell, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I have it right here, yes. Because that's a smart thing to do. Let's risk millions of dollars a year playing baseball for a living so we can scare the pizza delivery kid. That makes a ton of sense. Thanks. Assault of a food delivery driver. Sounds like it was maybe with Grubhub. That's <laughs> is that an actual is that an actual felony charge? It is. And actually that is the same guy who did take the knee earlier this year, Bruce Maxwell. So there we go. So first he takes a knee, being the first and I believe the confusing, only baseball it's a player confusing year from Maxwell. Taking taking a knee and then later on, assaulting uh, Grubhub drivers. Good so. on you. Good on you, Maxwell. He's, he's having a good year. Yeah. Good offseason. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hostage situation with he, Uber Eats. He's got a, he's got a list. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to switch gears again, which gives me an opportunity to tell you about Apex Tactical Resources. Uh, Apex Tactical Resources is your source for firearms, tactical hunting, and survival gear. Whether you're heading out into the mountains on a solo camping trip to sharpen your skills or you're planning on bugging out of the city when shit hits the fan, we are there. Live the tactical life at apextacticalresources.com. They're also on Facebook, too, so you can track them down on Facebook. You are listening to the Juhu Roadshow podcast. We are talking sports with Stewie. Now, if you would like to... Uh, if you'd like to advertise your business or product on the show, please feel free to reach out to us. Uh, if you're enjoying the program, let people know about it. Let's get this, uh, let's get this snowball rolling. Um, 
uh, and uh, apparently Lance wants to tell us a joke uh, on the show. Okay. You might be one of those. It's from Mitch. It's from Mitch Hedberg? Do you know Mitch Hedberg? I absolutely loved Mitch Hedberg's work. I wish Mitch Hedberg were still alive today. I never got the oh opportunity my gosh, to see him live. Mitch Hedberg. His stand-up specials are absolutely amazing. Okay, go ahead, buddy. I don't. Which one are we talking about, Lance? He, he just said ESPN Classics, so we'll we'll let him. We'll. Okay. All right, come on, buddy. We're giving the mic to Lance so he can tell his Mitch Hedberg um, joke. There's one more, but I'll just change it up. Okay. I'm not gonna try to. Ladies do and gentlemen, the 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 comic prowess of Lance Hunt, the in-house comedian. Okay, is this good? Yeah, you're good. Okay. So, as you guys may know of Mitch Hedberg or not, there's a funny joke that he says about sports, and he says that sometimes he watches ESPN classics, and um, so I'll just go ahead and say the joke. So, I was watching ESPN classics the other day, and I was watching this baseball game, and this guy hit a foul ball. Freaking classic, man. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why... Lance doesn't get on the air very much. <laughs> That's good. You, know, you gotta, you gotta listen to Hedberg. Uh, oh God, he was so funny. That's a good one, buddy. My, uh, thanks for sharing. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I my, love this kid. Man. My, so uh, <laughs> my favorite Mitch Hedberg joke. Let's see. Uh, was the, uh, the one about the escalator. I saw an escalator at a mall, and it had a sign on it, and it said "Sorry, out of service," and it should have said. Sorry, escalator temporarily stairs. Sorry for the convenience. <laughs> my, I think one of my favorites is uh, I was walking along the street the other day and there was a dry cleaner with a sign. It was two in the morning and it said, sorry, we're closed. And I was like, why are you sorry? It's two in the morning. Why would you be open? <laughs> or um, I love rice. It's a great snack when you're hungry and you, you want, want 2000 or something. something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I so love Hedberg, great. man. So great. That delivery, original, amazing. Oh, he was classic. I, he He's one of those guys that was kind of like Robin Williams where it took you about 15 seconds for it to really sink in, and, and then yes. it was three times as funny. Yes, and you go back and you watch it you know, two, three times later, yeah. and you're still exactly with laughter. Yeah. So Mitch Hedberg, we lost him, unfortunately, but, um, but uh, be sure and track him down if you can, which – that reminds me, uh, sometime in the near future, we're going to have Jim Brewer on this show, which I'm super excited about. Uh, Jim is just so funny, man. He's such a great guy. So I'm excited to have him on. Um, let's, talk about, uh, let's talk about college football. Where, what, are your, what are your thoughts on, on college football right now? Uh, what are not my thoughts on college football right now? There's a lot going on. I mean, you, know, you look at Barkley out of Penn State. Uh, by far, I, I think one of the leading Heisman Trophy oh, kids a stud. He is, he is. I mean, the catches. He's got hands. He's got speed. He's he's got great moves. I mean, he's he's an all in one package. He's gonna be he's gonna be a great running back in the NFL when he comes out next year. What um, what are your thoughts on on Georgia being ranked over Bama? Awesome. I, I don't know of any any fan outside of the state of Alabama that wouldn't wouldn't say that to that as long as they've never been or went to uh, the University of Alabama. I'm sorry, are you talking trash about Alabama? I am, I am. I am showing my hate for the school, University of Alabama. <laughs> I don't know why you're looking at me that way. Because uh, nobody talks trash about Bama, man. Everybody talks trash about I like Bama. Apparently you've never tuned in to the Paul Feinbaum show. No, I, 
I like, he gets haters daily. I like Bama. I like Bama. I like Saban, and I know that's weird because a lot, like ninety nine point nine percent of the planet doesn't like Saban. I like Saban. Saban, he is uh, he's a machine, man. There's um, he's a robot. He really is. Well, There's no he's personality. The $6 million there. dollar man. He he may like, be literally. making a lot of money, uh, but you can have some personality too, right? Like, but see, that's the you, thing. You can he have. Does. You don't see it as much, though. Yeah, I mean, he puts players in the NFL. You can't, you can't argue with the credentials, the he stats. He does have personality. His, his, it's just because it's dry doesn't mean it's not personality. Well, I mean, and and you know what? Like you, you never see him, like you know, which the 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 art of journalism has changed when it comes to sports. I mean, they're getting a lot more time. I mean, they're talking to managers in the dugout during the ball game. Which is crazy. They are, but they're you know they're catching these coaches coming off the field or going onto the field, and he always gives uh he, he also or he always gives a, a a good answer and elaborates on on that answer. He doesn't have that because there's a lot of coaches who come off with this oh god yeah why do I have to do this attitude? Uh, Nick, I mean his press conferences are always entertaining, but I I, I like the guy and he's a hell of a coach. Um, you know, I don't know what everybody's problem hey, is with he, Bama, other than they dominate and people don't like to see that. Uh, you know, uh, you could probably, by that same standard, make the same argument for Urban Meyer at, at Ohio State too. Then, right? And you could say they kind of fall within that that same realm. Um, but I don't know. There I is, think there's they're something... similar, but Urban, I think. See, the thing I like about Saban is I think with Saban, what you see is what you get, and I think with Urban Meyer, he puts on a front. He he does. And I don't I, think I don't think that he's exactly how he comes off. Well, so uh, I'll uh, w- in regards to Nick Saban, I will point out his stint with the National Football League Miami Dolphins, where he was not so successful. And you know that it kind of makes you wonder, you know, why why is he su- not successful at the NFL? And you know, we can get into you know that conversation by itself that can take up a couple hours, probably more. Um, but what do you, from, th- what, go ahead. Why, why do you think that was, I, I, I think that there's just different personalities when they're in, there's that much money involved that, uh, I, I could see friction there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I, you know, when you look at the NFL, it's a job, right? And with a job, uh, typically people tend to like their jobs when they can relate to their bosses. Right. And okay. if the players can't relate to the coach because the coach doesn't have a personality, then that tends to suffer. Right. And that coach tends to suffer and that team tends to suffer. And I think that's kind of what I'm getting at with with regards to Saban. Whereas from a college standpoint, you know, you have guys that um, go through college. They're there a max of four years, usually less than that, two or three. Um, And then they're out the door. Right. Uh, So they're not having to deal with Saban or the thought process, you know, from a college uh, football player's perspective is, okay, you know, this guy's a great coach. He doesn't have much personality. I only have to deal with him for a few years, and then I move on. Whereas with the NFL, you know, ten you tend to think on a lo- little more long term basis. Than that, yeah, that right? makes sense. That makes sense. Um, Urban Meyer, I absolutely agree with you from the front perspective. You look at him when he was still coaching the University of Utah it, with Alex Smith. A lot of people don't right. remember that. He was much more animated, much more relaxed, much more uh, almost charismatic, and and that's disappeared. You know, ever since he's taken over and, and through the years at well, Ohio in State. Florida and, and then Ohio State. And I, yep. I think you have to have a bit of swagger in the sport of, of football, especially. Um, but I think his swagger has turned into a bit of an arrogance 
that he he has a veneer of of humility when he talks to the media and things like that. But I I think when you get past that and like if you you know if you're actually in the mix with him, I don't think it's quite that. I don't think it's quite. Uh, it, he doesn't have that level of magnanimosity. I will agree with that. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yep. It's um, a fifty cent word right there. Yeah. Word of the day. Go yeah. look it up if you don't know it, boys and girls. <laughs> magnanimosity. Do you know what that means, son? I do not. Well, I'll, I'll teach it's you. okay. I don't either. I'll teach you. Uh, but uh, I, I can't believe how far we are into into the seasons already. And uh, the, the, like the NFL, where are we at in the NFL? Week uh, what is this week? Week nine. We yeah, I think it's week nine, if I'm not mistaken. No, it's yeah. oh, it is. You're right. It's nine. I was thinking eleven, but it's nine. Halfway through. And what's uh, what's your what's your take so far? Uh, football team. My fantasy team suck. Well, actually, that's a lie. They're they're about fifty fifty middle of the road. Um, Aaron Rodgers going down this season was a oh, huge a hurt for the uh, for the Packers. That was a bummer, man. It was. I love um, that guy. You know, he's hard to hate. Those those State Farm commercials they they keep delivering, um, even after they moved on from the discount double check. But he has got. I mean, let's just be honest. That dude has a gun. He does, he and does. it's smooth. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean. You know, you look at Johnny Ballgame. I mean, uh, John Elway. I mean, he he had a gun, but it it looked like he had to really fire it. Uh, Elway looked like he was putting his whole body into it. Yeah, every throw, right? And Rodgers, he I looks like he's just so playing smooth, toss, and it's sixty yards down the field, yep. or it's forty yards on a rope. I mean, yep. that that dude's arm is is pretty impressive. Unreal, Flacco esque. Uh, I think Flacco's got a gun too. It not elite. Not you elite. don't think Fla- so? Flacco is not elite. He's not. No, I, I guess that Super Bowl didn't that's, mean anything. That's my hot take or, for the day, for the year, for or, the decade, or, or the highest contract ever in the history of the NFL. Yeah, that's not very elite. You're you're right there. I'm absolutely, absolutely correct. Do you see that chicken shit shot he took uh, the other day though? When he when he slid I and did. the guy hit him in the I back, did. And, that was pretty crappy. And he came up and you know looking like he did was not trying to ask his waiter to refill his soda. <laughs> no. But see, that's not cool, man. You're jacking with the dude's livelihood there. Kiko Alonso is a man determined. I, I mean, a lot of people don't know about Kiko Alonso, who was the linebacker who who knocked Flacco out of the game. Um, he's been in the league for a few years. He he was tucked away up there in Buffalo. That's who drafted him, and he played up there for a few years. He was great. He was great in Buffalo. Uh, I think part of it is Miami. Honestly, he's like, not. Is he cut from that uh, from that verdict Sioux cloth? That that uh, you know, kind of dirty. I I don't think so. I don't think so because when he was drafted in Buffalo, if I'm not mistaken, he played alongside Takeo Spikes, who was probably one of the more classy linebackers in NFL history. I mean, I you know, Spikes got kicked out of one game I think in his career, and it was kind of a joke mm-hmm. that he got kicked out for. Um, that was when he was still with uh, San Diego at towards the end of his career, and it was kind of a fluke toss out. Um, but outside of that, Takeo Spikes, classy guy. So I, I think Kiko picked up some stuff from him. So I, I don't think that Kiko is necessarily a dirty player. Because I think Sue and Burdick are. Well, I will absolutely fact, agree with that. Did you ever come see me in Phoenix? Uh, I did not. Okay. When we lived in Phoenix, uh, a good neighbor or a good friend of mine, well, both of them, uh, he and his wife, they lived across the street from me in Phoenix. Well, he was the head trainer for ASU football. Yes. And so, uh, uh, not Burdick, Burfecht. Uh, Burfecht and Osweiler, uh, those were guys that were there when, when 
Bill Martin was the head trainer there. And you know, we talked a lot about Burfix because he was getting in a lot of trouble at ASU. I mean, that dude, uh, it's, yeah, he's coming in a long time. He's something, he's something else. And, and so Sue, I mean, I, I used to think, uh, Sue was, you know, kind of misunderstood. I mean, he was a Nebraska kid, right? Misunderstood and this and that. No, he takes cheap shots. He absolutely does. And and the thing is, is that a lot of that's really been caught on mm -hmm. tape, right? You got that on video. You see the replays of, oh, of man. stuff. And yeah, you can't get away with it's, anything. It's anymore. so blatant, yeah. so blatant. Like he's not even trying to hide it. Which was it? The uh, it was the Thursday. The I think the, was it the Thanksgiving game when he stomped on that dude. Uh, I think so. Yeah, it was a Packers player. Yeah, because that's I when think. he was with Detroit, right? Correct. Okay. Yep, taking cheap shots. Uh, modern day Romanowski, right? <laughs> Romo, dude. See, I'm older than you, but Romo was when I was in college. I was playing, and I played college football, and that's when Romo was. He was big, and he had just come to Denver, and so Romanowski was something else, man. That guy was uh, was crazy. Cordell Stewart, when the they played the the Steelers, and Cordell Stewart threw that interception, and Romanowski was. Remember that he was hitting his face, hitting his helmet, telling him how stupid he was. <laughs> He spit in somebody's face too. Yes, he did. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. He did. He did bad stuff. Who was the uh, the Niners? Was he a defensive lineman, offensive lineman? Kogan, I think Kevin Kogan, if I remember correctly, did oh, some yeah. stuff. I think Romanowski was also known to uh, inside of dog piles if he was towards the bottom, try to go Poke after you. the old eye gouging and stuff. Yeah, I think I mean, there's, there's probably some, a lot of nasty some stuff that goes on. Dirty, dirty playing, but. You know, to those guys' credit, at least they tried to cover it up or do it under the covers, right? Yeah. Inside of the dog pile. Well, you can't get not away quite with out in the open. You, that's the that's one of the reasons I I don't watch as much football anymore is because it's it's so overcovered. Number one and number two is I can't the slow mo the slow mo injuries, dude. I can't do it. Some of those are very rough. Well, I can't. I, I mean, I've torn both ACLs, both legs. I've torn ACLs in, and when you go through that. Like I can't watch these dudes and their their knee injuries and stuff, and that's another thing. Unfortunately, we're gonna have to get into in the next episode because believe it or not, we're actually out of time already. Um, but like, um, you can't you can't hit up high, but so you can't hit up high because you're gonna get penalized. But yet, you see everybody taking out everybody else's knees. I mean, you see these DBs and these safeties, these linebackers, not so much the backers, but. These secondary guys just going at knees, and you're like, God, can you come on? Yep. Well, and I mean, you even have some incidental stuff. Zach Miller we talked about, right, that just uh, happened I last weekend. I, I, I saw, like I said, I saw a, a minuscule thumbnail, and that's all I needed to see because, you know, from even that small of an image, you're like, oh, I'm pretty sure your leg's not supposed to go that direction. Um, speaking of recovery, uh, I just want to remind everybody about – uh, be the change global wellness, which is, uh, they consist of EMDR therapy and trauma specialists who help heal the mind, body, and spirit. Uh, EMDR stands for eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing, reprocessing. Uh, it's a fascinating way to finish the processing at a cellular level, which results in bringing the issues to completion and relieving symptoms. It's also endorsed by the world health, uh, the world health organization to address trauma, um, now their message to you is a reminder that help is needed in Puerto Rico to restore not only their land and infrastructure, but to help train their clinicians and provide be the changes, top trauma specialists via their EMDR mobile unit and to treat those on the Island until the infrastructure is restored. 
They can't wait, neither should we. You can donate monthly, give a one-time gift, or create a partnership with them by visiting their website at bethechangeglobalwellness.com, and we're, we're glad to have them as a sponsor. Uh, Stewie, what do you want to wrap this up with, man? I mean, what's coming up that you're excited about? Uh, well, the Breeders' Cup happened today. I haven't had a chance to go back and look yet. I, I missed it this morning. Uh, yeah, I, I watch a little bit of it. Mike Smith, uh, who, do you know where Mike Smith is from? I do not. He's a Roswell guy. Ah. Mike Smith is from Roswell, which is also where Lance was born, by the way. Shout out to Roswell. Shout out. Oh, nope. 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 Hate the Roswell. No, we don't hate the Roswell because that's where Gus, that's where the, the hike it and spike it tournament is. So that's, that's right. That's one good thing about Roswell. But anyways, Mike Smith won his 26th Breeders' Cup race today. I don't know if he won any more, but I mean, goodness, that's a lot of Breeders' Cup races. He said. Oh, man. Yeah, because, I mean, the average Breeders' Cup race now is, I think, a little over $2 million. Uh, well, the final today, I think, was $6 mil, right? The the big the big race at oh, the, the, the uh, finale. The classic? Call it? Yes, the classic, yeah. yes. $6 million. Uh, do, you, do you know how that's divided up, by the way? Do you know how that works in uh, horse racing? I, yeah, I'm not familiar with the breakouts. So, uh, I mean, they may pay all the way through in, in, a, in a classic like that, but in a typical horse race, okay, um, let's say the, let's say the purse is a hundred thousand just to make it easy. So what happens is the winning horse gets 60, 60%. So the owner of the winning horse gets, uh, 60,000. Yep. The trainer of that horse gets 10% of that. So the trainer gets 60%, the jockey or the trainer gets 10%, which is 60 grand. The jockey gets 10%. So six, six grand, 60. No, yeah, ten percent of the sixty or ten percent of the sixty. Oh, yeah, yeah so ten percent of the sixty. So the jockey makes six grand in this 60. scenario. Six grand. No, yes, is that right? Yes, six grand. And so you kind of go down through five five places, and the percentages get lower, obviously, each one. But that's that's how it typically works. Now, when you get to the Breeders' Cup, and there's that much money, I would wouldn't be surprised if they pay out through all 10 places or 12 places or whatever you got. But if you, if you, if you start looking at those numbers, that's why some of these jockeys that these elite jockeys, uh, that, that ride breeders cups and triple crown races. And, you know, they're riding out at, at, uh, at Churchill and Pimlico. And those guys can make a ton of money. I mean, I, you know, I, I can't remember who it was. I was reading about the other day, but they've ridden out over 400 million in purses. I mean that's insane, man. I I can't imagine that. Yeah, and so but Breeders Club Breeders Cup is always fun to watch. Um, I I know I I know Dad's watching it right now. So, but what uh, what are the other hot takes coming up? Watching the apps. The apps are actually starting out good. This is the first season. Yeah, they started see, you're out a hockey guy. Like I'm not years. a hockey guy. I, I'm not a big hockey guy. Yeah, they're, uh, they're doing great. That's good. No, I'm but I'm a loyalist, and they're you know they're they're nearby, so I hope they I hope they do well. Um, the Broncos are pretty much out of the situation right now. Uh, they're not. They're not completely out. They're. I. What are they? They're second place in the division behind Kansas City. Okay. You know. I yeah. think. And Osweiler's sure, going to come I'm in. I'm sure and Kevin will will jump in and sternly correct us if we're saying it wrong. But I will say that my my Chargers are also hanging there with the Broncos, bolt up. Okay. So there's that. Well, um, yeah. Well, Hardesty is going to be a guest on the show, so he'll give a shout out to the to the Chargers as well. Uh, will he? I, I thought he. I thought he said no more after they moved. Up oh to no LA. no no! He's still he's still he's still loyalist. He I'm still believes in the Bolts. Yep. Proud of him. But, shout out uh, to Hardesty. Yeah, but uh, no, it was it was a great baseball season. It was cool to see the way that that ended up. 
you know, football swing or football season is in full swing. We got you know, next time you're on, we're going to have a lot more to talk about. Yes, we will. It should be uh, what uh, three quarters through with the season, so we should start having a, a playoff pitcher for him. Yeah, you know what else is going on right now that is super cool. Uh, well, it'll, it'll be done by the time we post this, but uh, the PBR finals are happening right now in Vegas. Uh, and this is the closest race in, in the history of the PBR as far as number one rider in the world. And I took Lance to see the PBR. Um, did you drink any PBR while watching the PBR? No, but I did. But I did tweet about it, and they put it on the big screen. That's pretty awesome. Which was pretty cool. But uh, I don't know if you're a bull riding fan or not. Uh, I play. I went to high school with a couple of bull riders. Okay. You know, and I, I think at high school we had the – we. Farmington hosted the uh, national the national finals. high school finals. Yeah, yep. well, I'm going to tell you what. Uh, if you if you're into the spectacle of sport, that the PBR, uh, you know, bull riding is interesting enough as it is, and rodeo is 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 interesting. But the Tough PBR guys. is something else. They put on, first of all, they put on an uh, unbelievable show. I mean, I mean, it's just it's nonstop and it's high energy, and they waste, they spare no expense, and they put on a fantastic show. Um, did you know that the a ticket to the PBR World Finals is the hardest ticket to get in Vegas? I don't believe that. I don't care if you believe it. It's the <laughs> truth. Check it out. Do your get your Google on. It's true. It it uh, it's uh, it's just it's it's utterly fascinating. And it's it's uh, it, this year is the closest race they've ever had. So um, it was cool when Lance and I went the last ride. The the kid needed an eighty an eighty eight to win it. And he scored a 95, which, or no, 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 93, 93, which that's still, that's huge. Yeah. Like I think the the highest score ever is a 96. Yeah. It's, it's so we got amazing. to see a 93 point ride in person, which was really cool. But that is, um, so sports with Stewie, everybody, this is a Juhu roadshow podcast. I mean, I told you it goes fast, doesn't it? It does. And it it, does. you hate for it to be over. Cause there's a lot more to talk about, but so much. um, sports with Stewie is going to be something that we do, um, now, we're going to do it a few times a year at the very least. So uh, we're looking forward to that. Stewie, thanks for coming on and, and bringing your knowledge with you. And, and uh, hope everybody enjoyed it. And um, let's 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 get some shout outs. All right. So, Stewie, give everybody your 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 social media. Places. Yeah, you, you can follow me on Twitter at Chop Stewie. <laughs> C-H-O-P-S-T-E-W-I. What is it? S-T? S T E W Y W Y. Okay. Chop Stewie. And then uh, Lancer is uh, at uh, Lance Hunt on YouTube. Follow him. He's he's a big YouTuber. He's building his his uh, subscription base. Uh, any other any other handles you want to throw out there? Instagram. What's your Instagram? Just my name. Lance Hunt. L A N T Z H U N T. And of course, I'd love for you to come follow me on Instagram at uh, the Justin Hunt. I'm on Twitter at Juhu76. Um, and we have a fan page for the Juhu Roadshow on Facebook, so we'd love for you to come check that out. Uh, if you want to um, advertise on the show, reach out, let me know. Uh, otherwise, if you enjoy the program, please tell your friends to come check it out at patreon.com forward slash Juhu. Um, I think that's going to do it for now. Uh, you guys enjoy your uh, weekend or whenever it is you're listening to this because we put the show out on Friday. And I'm assuming everybody's just sitting there waiting to listen to it. If they're not, they're crazy. They're crazy. But uh, that is the Juhu Roadshow, everybody. Thanks for joining us, Lance. Take us out of here, buddy.